What is up, everyone? Jason Vest of the After Red Podcast, and man, it feels like I've been gone a long time. A lot of episodes coming your way over the next couple of months. I'm getting back onto it. I've been out uh, preoccupied with our third little boy being born. have some exciting things to share. Uh, actually can't quite share them yet uh, that we're working on behind the scenes, but a lot of going on and you're going to hear some fantastic guests coming up soon. Today's episode features Todd Knuckles and Samaya Lattimore. They are two nationally recognized stars. They are living and working in Richmond, Virginia. Lighthouse Labs, Lighthouse U, uh, in conjunction with BCU's Da Vinci Center, and you're going to hear all about um, everything they have going on. Check them out over at LighthouseLabsRVA.com and Lighthouse Labs uh, RVA on all the other social media channels too. So, enjoy the episode. I almost forgot. How could I forget this? Uh, have some new editing going down, uh, being done by an exceptional student that I have, seventh grade student. Alec Ringberg. Uh, keep an eye out for him. Uh, keep an ear out for him. Some of the great things he's doing around town. He's a kid with a lot of talent and I'm happy to bring him on uh, to help me out with the podcast. So again, shout out Alec Ringberg. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, today with me, I have Todd Knuckles uh, and Samaya Lattimore. Um, thank you both for being on the show. Pleasure. Thank you for having us. So, um, you guys do a lot of things, and I honestly do not want to get the introductions wrong. So, would you guys mind um, telling the listeners who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. My name's Todd Knuckles, as mentioned, and uh, one thing I don't do well is talk about myself, so I'll keep this brief. Uh, here today representing uh, work that's been ongoing for the last seven years in Lighthouse Labs, the executive director of that nationally ranked accelerator and nonprofit program. I'm also an IT practitioner uh, by trade, computer programmer, if you will, at the day job working for Enterbridge Technologies, born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, and an alumni of Virginia Commonwealth University. So that's about all you need to know about me, I think. There's so much more. There's so much more. <laughs> I, was, I was recently. I hate yes. that he holds back because he is. He is just. I, I was recently uh, um, excited to be honored by the Richmond Times Dispatch as a person of the year honoree for the city, and um, that was exciting to to have the work of so many people surrounded Lighthouse and and um, surrounded me be honored in that way, and so that was an exciting little tidbit to share and uh, do love my family who supports me generously, but I don't think I'm going to drag him into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, just real quick, yeah. Todd, that, that's amazing. I mean, congratulations. Thank you. We sit in the presence of greatness. Yes, we do. Uh, so again, thank you for having me, Jason. I am Samaya Lattimore. I have uh, been in Richmond, Virginia, actually for three years. And my background is really in the visual communication design, UX, UI industry, um, and somehow was converted into entrepreneurship um, through great mentorship and kind of taking some crazy risks. Um, 
largely uh, post selling a company in Charlotte, North Carolina, got into higher education and have transitioned into working on the cool team at Lighthouse Labs and supporting universities um, in how they can enhance their innovation entrepreneurship efforts on campuses. Yeah, that's great. And I really want you guys to, to jump in and go in uh, a little bit more detail. Uh, and Todd, we'll start with you. Could you tell everyone um, what Lighthouse Labs is? Certainly. In short, Lighthouse Labs is a program that invests in founders, particularly high growth startup founders. So startup in the, the terms of Silicon Valley, Google, Facebook, et cetera. But we do it right here in Richmond, Virginia. It's a nonprofit program that um, gives $20,000 without taking equity from founders who apply for the process. Over 200 founders and teams apply for any given session. And uh, our sessions now run. We have one coming up brand new in the summer that's for just a, a recent alumni of Virginia universities that we'll be talking about. So may I be talking about it a little bit today. But our primary one um, runs in the fall and uh, has been doing so for the last several years. We take three months with those founders, surround them by amazing mentors that are from the local and extended community, just talking about how to take their products, which are generally in a very early stage, uh, to a point where uh, capital investors would be interested in investing in them and customers would be ready to adopt those products and create the next great company. So we've been honored to be doing that and uh, be ranked for our work nationally over the last three years uh, as a nonprofit, just supporting and investing in the lives of founders. That's great. And uh, like you alluded to, uh, Samaya, you are working uh, on something called Lighthouse U. Um, what's going on there? So Lighthouse U is something that's you know, near and dear to my heart, having transitioned into entrepreneurship out of you know, largely design programs in higher ed. We found great partnership with Lighthouse Labs and Activation Capital and Go Virginia's Region 4 and then VCU Da Vinci Center for Innovation that were willing to sort of go out on a limb and think about an opportunity to take best practices that we had tested uh, over a couple years at the VCU Da Vinci Center and best practices from the top 25 accelerator in Lighthouse Labs and seeing how we can reach a unique audience of um, founders that are coming out of our Virginia colleges and universities. So we've got sort of two lanes, if you will. One is focused on the university initiative known as Lighthouse U that comes alongside the universities and listens to their needs on campus, which may vary from mini acceleration boot camps or um, helping students understand what it means to be prepared for acceleration um, or deciding between entrepreneurship or employment. And then the new cohort that will come online summer 2019 with applications opening this coming Monday um, and closing February 28th. Um, and then that will also be summer 2020 and it will be a cohort focused on alumni from our universities two-year and four-year public and private from the Commonwealth of Virginia so that you know, if they've graduated in May and they're thinking, I've got this great thing I've been working on and I've got support and I've got traction, but you know, I'm getting pressure to get a job, but something is just saying there's really um, 
work to be done, that this gives them an opportunity to work on that full time um, so that they're not clouded by all the distractions of college life and, of course, their rigorous schedule in academia, but they can really be a full time founder for the first time and we can come along time, alongside them and support them. So it's really those two tracks of supporting um, universities on campus and then also additionally supporting and propping up a new cohort or vertical that will be focused on recent alumni. So that's a great what, um, Samaya, and you guys clearly have a lot of success uh, with Lighthouse Labs. So uh, I'm curious on the why, though. So why the focus on colleges and universities here in Virginia? Okay, so that's a great question, Jason. Um, the focus on colleges and universities stems from having worked across multiple universities over the last 15 years and seeing that we have you know, great alumni that we have relationships with. We oftentimes have lifelong relationships with them and they'll come back to the person they trust at their university that really understands the trends in their industry and reach back for job placement or career decisions or, you know, advice. And when it comes to innovation entrepreneurship, specifically, I've seen that there seems to be an under-resourcing across the Commonwealth of Virginia, not just the Commonwealth of Virginia, but we're certainly representing the state and um, understanding that there's an opportunity for us to see, can we test out how we support our alumni? Um, we've got an unprecedented number of alumni that were largely leaving the state in the late 2008, 9, you know, into 10 and 11, prior to when Lighthouse Labs was formed, where folks were leaving and looking for not only mentorship and acceleration incubation, but also capital. And once Lighthouse was formed, the trend had already begun for folks fleeing. And this gives us an opportunity to pilot and determine how we support them. And then also really looking back at, at reflecting at the prior cohorts that Lighthouse has had the you know going on now, uh, this will be batch seven coming up summer 2019. We went back and through and looked at how many of the companies over the last um, six completed batches had been recent alumni from colleges and universities. And if you just count the ones that were from Virginia colleges and universities, I believe it was a total of 15 over the last six. And that doesn't include several founders that had recently graduated from other universities in other states. Um, so uh, I think that we're, we're meeting a need and um, seeing how we can retain that talent in Virginia and retain those jobs that are being created and the companies being formed in Virginia as well. I love it, and I definitely think it's the, the right approach. We, we always talk about retaining the talent in, in whatever sector it is, and, and you guys seem to really be on to something. Todd, I want to step back a little bit, and uh, I've shared with you that we piloted a course that uh, was focused um, partly on entrepreneurship, uh, and one of the things that we talked about was lean startup, and I just want you, um, from all of your experience and perspectives, to share some of those principles behind Lean Startup and how that's different from maybe the way that uh, business has typically been done. You know, I think business has always uh, relied on attempting to identify customer need and address it and provide value. So I think from a Lean Startup perspective, which is one of the many things that we discuss, 
with startup founders. It's really how to do that quickly and efficiently. It's about finding a hypothesis about a business concept that maybe you believe needs to be in the marketplace and understanding how to test and measure that quickly so that you can bring it to market in a way that's going to be really um, a, a total market fit for that customer and, and something can be clearly differentiated. And Lean Startup is about how to how to do that and engage in that process. In the past, you may have had more time to react to markets, to build larger business plans, to think about you know long-term uh, progress in your business, but the pace of innovation, uh, particularly in, in companies around the software and related industries, services-based companies, uh, is so quick. You just don't have that methodical time anymore. So Lean Startup allows you to get right to right to the heart of the matter, which is delighting your customer, finding a great value proposition for them by testing and measuring and continuing to be out of the building, as we say, and focused on their needs and how uh, your uh, startup can become a business to satisfy those needs. All right, so I have to jump into education. And a friend of mine, Don Wetrick, he always says that not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur, but everyone should be able to think like one. So, Samaya and Todd, in, in your opinions, how does someone think like an entrepreneur? So, um, I think this is a really interesting thought, and I would agree with your friend that... It, my take on entrepreneurship having not been formally trained. So if we think about, you know, education in its truest form and a discipline that you may study, I wasn't trained by any nature in what entrepreneurship is. Um, I've got two degrees in art and one degree in education, but I, you know, was raised by an entrepreneur and my mentors happened to also be very successful entrepreneurs. And the greatest lesson I got from them is really being able to think about the 30,000 foot view and being able to drill down to what needs to be done right now to keep that momentum going and being someone that's the doer and accountability. Um, but then also um, there's a really great book called E-Myth for the Manager and the E-Myth series that is more about the empowerment and the mindset of if you can think like the person that is responsible for your paycheck, you have a different perspective, um, you have a different way that you may interact with your colleagues or even with your boss because you have the same um, awareness and sensibilities of what it takes to keep a business running and you might perform differently you might be a little bit more curious about how you can advance your career by bringing um, additional assets uh, versus expecting a pay raise because you've been there for a year and understanding that you've got to do things that impact the bottom line versus um, maybe thinking that I'm entitled to something for a length of time that I've worked for a company. Um, it's really about understanding the perspectives of others and identifying, you know, having the open-mindedness and awareness of identifying that a problem exists and having the fortitude to uh, see what you can do about solving that problem and seeing where that, that journey might take you. Yeah, I think we hit on the fact that even coming out of lean startup, there's there's just a there's a lot to the skill set of entrepreneurship about knowing how to test, measure, attack a problem, and as Samaya said, drive action to that problem. And I think that's a skill set that's valuable, you know, regardless of whether you're starting a business, whether you're participating in any organization or any activity. 
I think those are characteristics and thinking like an entrepreneur. I think another thing that we think about broadly in entrepreneurship is that entrepreneurs are risk takers. You know, they think about, you know, what's happening on the horizon and they can do that in a way and articulate it to others that allow them to be successful. But I can't attribute the actual um, individual who shared this at a conference that I attended several years back, but they challenged that notion a little bit. Certainly you do have elements of risk taking when you start anything, but the reality is entrepreneurs and thinking like an entrepreneurial is understanding um, your affordable loss. So you'll take the next, entrepreneurs aren't that risky actually, and in many cases, they just understand that what they can lose, and if it's if, if they can take the next step and afford that loss, then they take it. And um, that's a different way of looking at entrepreneurship, and it's just evaluating the, the gain uh, versus the loss and be able to make a good decision about that and continue to move forward uh, in the face of those decisions and understand how to do that, do that effectively and efficiently. And I think that's valuable in any relationship and any dynamic of understanding, you know, where you sit in an equation and how you can provide value and, and what you can afford to lose as you take the next step and, and, and venture out um, on your own, uh, regardless of the situation you find yourself in. So those are aspects of thinking like an entrepreneur and um, t- coupling that with creativity and coupling that uh, obviously with problem solving skills and in general. Those are some of the things that entrepreneurs bring to the table that I think are very valuable in an educational context as well. So one of the things that I've noticed in, in my time um, really being interested in entrepreneurship is that it seems from my perspective that uh, entrepreneurship, innovation um, really does affect the status quo. Um, so I guess my question is, can the status quo and entrepreneurship coexist within the same organization? Well, within the same organization um, is an interesting question. I think um, before answering the question, I'll just set the context for the status quo is not necessarily being negative. Uh, I think people sometimes uh, inappropriately say, you know, being an entrepreneur and a risk taker is a positive thing. Uh, Being a part of a process that is just kind of churning out results or quote unquote, the status quo is a negative thing. So I, I definitely don't want to put it in that light. But I would say that where entrepreneurs exist, uh, because of their ability to look to the horizon, because of their desire to look at 30,000 feet but act in the moment, and because of uh, their understanding of risk and risk tolerance and and how to make decisions and view decisions, that they will challenge the status quo. They will redefine the status quo. And so, um, no, I don't think that entrepreneurship in and of itself is very satisfying when it's uh, bottled up in a process or quote unquote, um, you know, weighed down by the status quo. Um, but certainly there are elements of entrepreneurship and, that are needed in a business to drive it forward. But there are elements of process and execution that are needed in, in, in business to be stable. So can they both exist in the context of an organization? Um, probably. But uh, hopefully it's entrepreneurship that's driving the culture and driving the innovation and, and people are aspiring and being inspired by that, but also able to understand 
how they play a role. Very similar to, for example, an NBA team. When you have your role players, that might be the status quo and might be very needed, but you also have kind of your leaders, your leadership, and those are the entrepreneurs who take the risks and try the new challenges and take on the burden of that last second shot to, to take you to victory. So I do think they can be together, but um, obviously we love entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial mindset, and, and we prefer that that be in the driver's seat. Yeah, I love that uh, analogy to the NBA, and I also love that you pointed out that the status quo is not doesn't have to have a negative connotation. Um, you know, the, the kind of tagline of the podcast is individuals challenging the status quo, and uh, I do get uh, a lot of blowback sometimes that it is always focusing on a negative aspect, but it's not, and, and I say that, and I'm glad that you pointed that out as well. Uh, so I'll get you two uh, out of here on this one. So you uh, are both uh, going to be on a panel discussion that we're having uh, in a couple of weeks um, that includes representatives from, uh, you know, the K-12 sector, higher ed, uh, we have research and policy, and of course, the startup community, um, in addition to just the community members that will be there. Um, so I'm just, from your perspectives, um, you know, mine first. I think that what we're doing, it's a great starting point to get everybody at the literal and figurative table. Um, so once we've done that, what would you like to see come out of this discussion, which, for those that don't know, is focused on innovation, entrepreneurship, and the purpose of school? So I, I really am excited that you've put this panel together because um, I think there's something to be said as an, as an educator and you know, largely in the higher education space what I've seen over the last 10, 15 years is the result of what comes out of K through 12 in North Carolina, Virginia, and in Maryland. And you see um, where there are opportunities for K through 12 um, to enhance curriculum. And I would say largely, uh, and this would be in design, innovation, entrepreneurship, uh, advertising, marketing, and communications. So you've got kind of a wide variety there that it it speaks so much to a gap in um, self-awareness, maybe more of the soft skills, which um, we tend to kind of get hit with in higher ed of how do we address that? And in, in doing so, how are we uh, preparing our graduates for and a very um, vastly changing um, industry and opportunities. Um, so the thought of kind of bringing all of these voices together and thinking about what is the role of K through 12 in innovation entrepreneurship? What is the pathway when they're coming into kindergarten or preschool um, and going all the way through, you know, the pathway of potentially graduating from a college or university? It is a holistic um, viewpoint that we can step back and say, if, if you're beginning with the end in mind and someone's going to be a graduate of a high school or they're going to be a graduate of a two-year or a four-year or you know, even advanced degrees, where do we start? And how is what we're doing at the very beginning going to impact the trajectory for the next 12, 15, you know, 20 years of their life in academia? Um, and so I'm excited that, you, that you've taken the opportunity to put all of those voices in one room to think about how do we address this as a collective? And I would add to that that 
you know, what I would want to see come out of this is, is first an understanding of each other, but a clear understanding that education is the platform upon which we build. So we're only going to have exceptional innovation and exceptional startups and exceptional founders if education is exceptional and can instill in them uh, the skill sets that they require as they move into uh, an information age where you have to act quickly, think, be a knowledge worker, and operate in that economic proposition and master it. And so I really look at acceleration in many ways as a master class that's just extending the education pipeline. So if I'm just extending the education pipeline by um, teaching lean startup or teaching how to deal with a venture investor or teaching how to do customer discovery, that can happen early. That preparation can happen early. And we're seeing, um, even at the high, definitely the high school level, we're seeing innovators come out and build companies. So how is education as a platform preparing so that that pipeline is full and robust and we can continue to be an innovation leader as a nation, but our, our, our children have the options and understand that entrepreneurship is an option, innovation is an option, and, and so is taking those skill sets into other areas of life um, where they need great decisioning and to be able to to navigate in what is a knowledge-based economy and will be increasingly so. So uh, I'm just excited that everyone's coming together to acknowledge each other in the room and understand how to start to build these pathways and to really tackle these very challenging skill sets as um, children begin their journey uh, in K and then continue all the way through and ultimately hopefully end up in, in my program accelerating the next great company that will create jobs, revenue, and value for everyone at the table. Well said. Um, all right, well, I know how to get in touch with you guys, but for anyone else that wants to learn more uh, about Lighthouse Labs or Lighthouse U, how do they go about doing that? Simply put, you can go to Lighthouse Labs RVA, all one word, dot com, and you can get all the information and contact that you need there. We're also out in Instagram land, um, on Twitter at RVA Lighthouse, and in uh, Facebook as well, and on LinkedIn. So you can look up Lighthouse Labs RVA um, and look for acceleration there. But uh, welcome to come to the website, learn more, reach out to us on any of those channels, and be excited to engage in a conversation about entrepreneurship and innovation at any time. All right, Todd and Samaya, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. We look forward to the, the coming roundtable. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, Jason Vest here. Look, uh, we need you to subscribe to the podcast for one reason and one reason only. Uh, and that is the same reason that you choose to listen to a podcast or not. You go to it. If it seems like it's something you're interested in, the first thing you do is you look and see what the ratings are. You look and see how many people have left positive reviews. So please, if this was of any value to you, return the favor. Thank you. Have a great day.